Media presents High Tech Sunday. On today's episode of High Tech Sunday, our hosts, Dr. Mark Vaughn and Lanko Dean, sit down with Information Systems Director of the CIO Office for General Dynamics Information Technology, Oli Burton, for a conversation on mastering the transition. Up first is Corning Incorporated's Manager of Technical Talent Pipelining, Dr. Mark Vaughn. Next is Career Communication Group's Senior Technology Editor, Lango Dean. Finally, our esteemed guest, Oli Burton. With 20 plus years of information technology industry experience, Burton is currently responsible for field service and IT service management operation. Burton served 10 years in the United States Air Force as a military training instructor and uses the experience to lead more than 120 employees and oversee a $15 million operating budget. Oli is an active board of trustee member at Mount Ennin Baptist Church and is a member of the NAACP. Burton's professional relationships extend from Axelos, HDI, and IT Service Management Forum. Burton is also a recipient of the 2021 Bay STEM Conference Dr. John Slaughter Legacy Award. And without further delay, High Tech Sunday, featuring Dr. Mark Vaughn and Lango Dean. Thanks a lot, Brandon, and good afternoon again, everybody. So glad to have you with us for this edition of High Tech Sunday. And I'm excited because, among other things, our featured guest is a Black Engineer of the Year Award recipient for 2021. We'll talk about that uh, as we go along. But for now, let's just check in. Uh, hey there, Mr. Burton, how are you? Good. How are you, sir? Uh, doing well, and it's certainly certainly a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, looking forward to having the conversation today as we uh, look at transitions uh, going from military to industry in your case. But in order to tee things up, would really like to learn a little bit about your journey. So can you just give us the elevator pitch, if you will, uh, and uh, let us know how is it uh, that you actually got connected to a STEM career in the first place? Sure. Um, I, I like to think of myself as definitely a, a God-fearing man. I feel very blessed. Um, I am a, a family man. Um, I, I was in the military, but I also grew up um, as a military child. So my, my dad, he spent um, 30 years in the military before he retired. And we moved every two to three years. Um, so I, I eventually, like I said, I, I did follow um, in his footsteps. Um, I was really a, a good student in, in school. Um, I, I could say really a 4.0. So I did have aspirations to, to go to college. Um, and I went for a semester, but I, I wasn't focused. Um, being very honest, I didn't focus like I should and, and um, had a strong parental backing that you know, I wasn't just gonna be able to stay home and do anything. And that's what you know kind of really led me to the military to, to follow my um, father's footsteps. And with that direction, um, I didn't really get involved with technology from that standpoint. 
Um, it was after I was medically retired, um, trying to find my next um, step in life. And sitting on the couch, looking at TV, um, started seeing um, commercials, IT-related commercials with some of the um, trade schools. I, I told my wife I, I was going to give it a shot, went over to the trade school and um, jumped right in. Went for 11 months and came out with um, a network engineering certificate and some of the um, past mini exams. And that, that was my start into STEM. And very happy where it has led me. And we definitely are going to drill down uh, a lot on some of those details that you just shared with us. But want to loop back to something that you said that I think um, is really notable. You said that you are a God-fearing man. Uh, and certainly on High Tech Sunday, we have had the opportunity to hear uh, from people regarding their spirituality and how that has informed their journey. So uh, can you say a little bit about that, your, your faith and how it speaks to uh, your passion, your mission in life? What is it that motivates you every day? Sure. Um, it, it may sound cliche, but um, I am passionate just being able to get up in the mornings, being able to see the daylight, you know, knowing that I still have uh, the Lord with me. You know, he, he's given me another day, um, being able to see my family. Um, I have children that are, who are all adults. Um, they don't do the call thing. They're in this, the, the new world. So I'm able to text them each morning. <laughs> you know, that, that motivates me. Um, spiritually, uh, I've had like I said, my parents, um, I came up in the church. My dad is, um, once he retired from the Air Force, he's a pastor of his own church now. Um, albeit it's in Ohio, I'm, I'm in Maryland. But I've had challenges, obstacles, some things that I had to get through. And, and to be able to get through them, I really relied on, on God, on that spirituality. To, to be able to get through each challenge, each obstacle to move to that next step has been very important to me. Um, and it pay, plays um, an important part every day of my life. When you think about how it is that you have been able to uh, not necessarily roll with the punches, but you said you, you've been through some high times, some low times, all of us have, but your faith has really sustained you. And so as you've emerged on the other side, if you will, what would you say is your passion? What is your mission? See, my, my mission is I really feel um, because of those things that I, I've gone through, to be able to help others. Um, I, I feel like I'm a, a good listener. I, I, I like helping children. I like helping young adults, being able to guide them, um, especially um, not only in the workplace, but outside of the workplace, um, help them get to that next step in life. I really believe that that is, um, that's my passion. And it's not just with my kids, it's, it's helping others. Um, so. Going beyond is where where I like to be. And when you when I when I hear you say that, I think about um, service. Uh, it it clearly is something that 
matters to you, having uh, had uh, the time that you spent in the military. So this this idea of duty and giving back, and then your your spiritual side too, your your upbringing in the church, and even now with your father being a pastor, it sounds like service is a, an area of gifting for you. Uh, and so with that as the backdrop, uh, I want to jump into this this transition conversation. As I said, really excited and honored to uh, have you with us today as you are the recipient of the 2021 Bayer John Slaughter Legacy Award. Can you just take a few moments to talk to us about what that award means to you and what was your experience with Bayer like this past year? Uh, it, it was it was awesome. The award itself is awesome. Um, the the Dr. John Slaughter uh, Legacy Award it means a lot to me. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't hadn't read a lot about um, Dr. Slaughter before, but as soon as I, I was nominated, I, I studied um, his history. Being part of um, I'm for, I work for GDIT, and he was part of the General Dynamics family. So I really feel honored um, um, with that piece of it. And Bea itself, I am just over overwhelmed um, being part of the conference, sitting in the award ceremony, um, listening and hearing about the great things that um, other um, Black engineers have done just blew my mind. I wasn't even, you know, to be in that company uh, with the awardees, it's just very special to me. Great feeling. And it is certainly one that uh, I'm sure you'll agree with will never be forgotten. It's something that just stays with you. It, it, it's transformational uh, in that regard. So let's talk about what led you to the award, the path, if you will. Uh, talk a little bit about your current job and and all the cool stuff, the great work that you're doing at GDIT right now. I'm currently a uh, senior director um, with uh, information systems. I have responsibility for our IT service management um, and our IT asset management and our um, field services technicians. So it's about 120 employees. We um, are involved in network upgrades, um, ensuring we are meeting all cyber um, security standards. Um, we've set up new service management tools within our system service now. Uh, we get to set up portals. It's a lot of, a lot of different things we get our hands on, um, receiving, imaging, deploying um, assets, both desktops, laptops, um, servers. So uh, get, get to touch a lot of different technology points. Um, I have a great team. I have a great management. Um, very happy to be part of my company, which who is big on diversity and inclusivity. So very happy being part of the um, General Dynamics team. And when you think about uh, how it is that you have been able to establish yourself post-military, um, uh, say a little bit about the time that you were 
in the military. You're in the Air Force. Um, I don't know. You can tell us if you uh, had any uh, inkling about IT then. Uh, but in general, what was your experience like in the Air Force? And, and how is it that uh, you believe that that helped prepare you for your time now? Sure. In the Air Force, I um, actually had two um, roles. One was being in transportation and working on passenger service, helping um, with airfare, air, air tickets for service members who were traveling. My, my second job, which was what I consider one of my most rewarding jobs that, I, that I've had in, in my life, I was a uh, military training instructor. And that is the Air Force's version of a um, drill sergeant. And <laughs> spent um, three years um, performing that duty. And it was being able to see somebody come in raw, very fresh, um, really not knowing that what they were getting to and being able to mold and introduce them to the military over the next six weeks and just watch somebody transform in such a short time and move, be able to move to that next step in their life and also represent um, our country. You know, I walked away feeling really good um, every time I was able to graduate um, someone, and that was usually 50 to 52 individuals at a time during that six-week period. And I think that prepared me, um, really taught me discipline, which I really had from my, my parents as well, but focused, gave me confidence, um, courage, and it, it taught me to be a good listener as well. Um, and, Really didn't touch on IT, but it really kind of set that um, cornerstone for that next chapter in my life. Now, you know, when you mentioned Drill Sergeant, I got images of Louis Gossett Jr. and Richard <laughs> Gere, officer and a gentleman. So so is, is that is that who Ole Burton was? And very, very close at that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's very cool. And, and like you said, though, uh, it's got to be extremely uh, rewarding to see the impact that, that you have, uh, that you had on those recruits during those six weeks. Uh, it must feel kind of like, uh, you know, a professor or a teacher or a coach uh, when, you, when you see folks actually kind of cross over and, and what you taught them actually stays with them uh, throughout their career. So, uh, awesome, awesome to hear about that. When you are thinking about the training that you had um, when you uh, decided that you were going to approach the trade schools at first, uh, what, what was that like? And, and was it something that was a complete 180 uh, compared to the training experiences that you had in the military? Uh, the, the training, and I, I was actually um, had my wife and I, we had our um, son, he was newborn at the time, so we, probably around six months, and I spent, um, go to work full time, spent two nights, six to ten, uh, two nights a week at the train, at the trade school, and then all day Saturday, and then each night in between. Um, because I was working, I had to put a lot of time. And I think that's something the military helped prepare me for um, as a training instructor. I was putting in a good 12 to 15 hours a day. And I, I was motivated 
because like I said, it was a new chapter in my life and my family, my wife and my son were sacrificing their time with me doing all the study and um, learning something new. But just, I think, like I said, the military, I think really helped me to prepare for that, that type of trade school and, and, and wanting to learn. And, and I know that chapter of the military was closed. So I had to hurry up and get to a new chapter to be able to provide for my family. And so I understand from the pre-session uh, notes that you spent some time at the University of Maryland uh, University College. Was that the trade school or was this after uh, and you got some additional training uh, at UMUC? This was immediately after the, um, the trade school. And, and this is where I, I really believe was one of the, the challenges and why that door was closed um, for the, um, the military. Uh, when I was in trade school, I, I did um, graduate successfully, but I still felt like I had a lot to learn. And I always had, that will and want to get back to complete college. I, I didn't want to leave that book um, not finished. And I went, to, I was first turned down. I didn't have the financial backing to go to, to school on my own. Um, you know, being out of the military very young, um, not getting paid, <laughs> paid quite enough. Um, I, I went over to the um, Veterans Administration in DC um, my wife and I, and I had a conversation um, with the person who was charged in charge of um, giving the um, financial backing. And I was retired for having asthma. Her daughter had asthma as well. Um, so I, I feel like that was divine intervention. As um, soon as she heard my story, she put me in um, for the financial backing, paid the remainder, remaining three years of my schooling. Um, and that's how I got started at the University of Maryland University College. That's a great testimony. And and you, you just uh, never know how God is working on your behalf when it seems as though you're, you're going in one direction and he's already got it set it up for you. Uh, so uh, I, I agree with you. He will intervene uh, absolutely right on time. And so you, you get that additional uh, experience at UMUC. You've gotten the training. You got the credentials. Now here's the transition uh, from uh, first from military to academia and then into industry. What was that like, and, and what were, was there any help that you got to make that transition successfully? Initially, I, I will be very honest, it was difficult um, for me um, coming out of the military. Maybe if I had a different job in the military, but being a training instructor, I was uh, probably too rigid um, and not flexible um, enough uh, to to kind of branch out, learn more, jump right in. I, I thought it all had to be one way straight um, and, and forward. So once I got past that, and I just so happened to get a, um, a gentleman who I was my, um, he was one above my supervisor or director at the time, 
took a liking to me, took me under his wing, um, started mentoring me. Um, he moved to a, another position, which was outside of our facility, asked me if I would um, tag along, take on a role, and mentored me for the next three years. And, and I think that's, you know, like I said, that was another door, I think, that I know was opened by God. Had a great mentor, um, and, and I quickly found, regardless of race, color, creed, anybody can mentor you if you accept and you jump in there and show the will and want to um, take that next step in your life. And, and, and he did that for me. I was very thankful and still thankful to this day. I think that's a, a such a huge, huge reminder uh, that we we've heard before on High Tech Sunday, but it, it, you can't hear it enough. And that is number one: um, it really is important to have a mentor. And number two, it's not always the case that you have the um, luxury of your mentors looking like you. And so, uh, if and but you can still have a successful relationship. Uh, that is meaningful and uh, beneficial. And I think that what you've proven uh, is that there, there were some things that that person apparently was able to do. You used the expression, they took you under their wing. And uh, I think that that really is the sign of someone who has your back, who has your your interest and not just trying to do a check off. You know, I'm, I'm mentoring 50 people this year. No, I'm mentoring Ole Burton. And this is how I think I can help him. Exactly. And, uh, and, and now that is something that I definitely try to do myself um, because I, I feel if, if this was given to me. I need to be able to give myself to others, um, whether it's in work, outside of work, um, anyone that I can help, you know, I, I can definitely endure myself to do that. Exactly. And now, so you said it was, a, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't funny to you at the time, but um, you can probably look back on it now with a little levity. You said you were kind of rigid there um, <laughs> when you made your entry to industry. So, you know, so you had some adjusting to make, but there have to be some things that you learned, integrated while you were in the military that actually were a benefit to you when you went into industry. So what were those things? What did you take from the military that actually you were able to leverage positively in industry? The first one and the biggest one, my, my wife might disagree with me, but um, listening, I, I think I, I really learned to apply listening skills in the military. And it is really something that has helped me in, in corporate because I don't think any of us can know everything at every time. And the more you're apt to listen, whether it's to someone above you, your peers, or even someone who works for you, if you're listening, uh, you can learn something. It, it, as long as your ears are open, you're you're capable of learning. Um, the the discipline I got in the military um, has helped me um, definitely in corporate as well. Um, I, I kind of pride myself on being a hard worker, and I think that's um, derived from from the discipline um, that they that the military definitely helped with. Um, 
can't think of anything else, uh, Dr. Vaughn, right now. That's okay. I think that you hit on two uh, really critical ones, listening and discipline. Uh, I think that uh, we, we all have encountered people uh, who don't do either necessarily uh, very well, and it can, it can really have a negative impact on how your career trajectory uh, actually plays out. Uh, because it's it's really difficult for you if you come in uh, to any situation uh, not being willing to actually hear from others. Uh, those inputs can actually become information that you need in order for you to chart that course. Uh, and the discipline, uh, without it, forget it. People are always making transitions. Uh, we certainly know that uh, the Bayer family, the CCG family has a large uh, military contingent. And so that transition from military to industry uh, is happening. There might be people listening right now who um, are about to make that transition. But then there are transitions from academia to industry. There are transitions from different industry sectors. So what are the three main tips that you would give folks uh, regarding how to successfully navigate that, whether it's from military to industry or from sector to sector, job experience to job experience, what are the things that, that you would kind of give as tips regarding doing it well? I would say be open-minded. Don't close yourself to, to just one thing, one area. Um, I, I think Multiple companies and industry can offer you something um, that, that you can fit in. So I, I would say be open-minded. Um, just don't kind of close your mind and be set on, on one area. Um, I, I would kind of bounce it off with also in that same breath being very flexible. If you're, you're flexible, and that's kind of getting away from what I was, being rigid, be more flexible, being able to kind of stretch yourself. Um, and, and don't be scared. Hmm. You know, you're, you're in one area. Um, you could be there 5, 10, 20 years. Don't be scared to make that next move. That next move could be the best thing that could ever happen to you. That's the three that I would really throw out there. Um, flexible, open-minded, and not being too scared or concerned to, to make that next move. You said a mouthful there, brother. I'm telling you, that last one especially. Um, uh, don't be scared. Uh, it's, it's something, you know, I, I encourage people, I didn't tell you this, um, when you mentioned that your father is a pastor, I am as well. Uh, and I tell people often when I'm counseling and coaching them, you know, after we have, have prayed about it, we've sought God about it, um, ultimately, if this is how God is leading you and you're scared, do it scared. You know, because God, God is going to have your back, uh, even if you're feeling kind of uncertain about it. But that's easier said than done. Uh, and then being flexible and open minded. Uh, so often, you know, we've got the plan. And we're not going to deviate from the plan, no matter what, even right. though 
it may be the case that it's God's plan for you to kind of go this way. Uh, you had it all planned out, but you forgot to check in with him to see to see if it was, you know, aligned with his plan. Uh, and so that flexibility and open mindedness is is key. But doing it scared. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was the that was worth the price of admission to this high tech Sunday right there. Um, uh, so so now you are you are settled in. You are an executive uh, at GDIT. You are leading a lot of people. How do you do that? What 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 are some guidelines or or some uh, tips that you could give us uh, around that? How do you effectively lead others? Uh, I go back to the the listening. I am a very open door type person. Um, you can get a hold of me at any time, um, any, any hour. Uh, I'm willing to listen. Um, I, I also show, I believe I show, and I, I think that's come back from the mentoring that I've had, that I want to see everyone grow. Um, and, and if you don't want to grow, that's fine too. I don't need, I don't want to press you there. I want to, if you have the ability to grow, I want to help you get there. Um, and I also think to be at that level, you have to be able to delegate. You have to have people you trust and who trust you. Because if you can't trust them or they can't trust you, you're not going to be a good team. And I feel like I've got good managers under me who can, um, without me asking every minute, every question, you know, you can depend on them to do the job and they can depend on me to take care of them and take care of our, our roles and responsibilities. And so I heard you say, listen, uh, you got to be a good listener. I heard you say that you've got to be willing to delegate. That hits me where I live because I don't do that very well. Um, and you said that you've got to be willing to trust and be trusted. Can you tell us how it is that you develop that trust in these work relationships that allow you to be comfortable delegating? Because at the end of the day, it's your name that's on the line. I try and spend very quality time with the um, my direct reports. I think it's all about quality. And not only quality with them, but my own management spends quality time with me. If you've got good management above you, you, you should be able to share those same experiences with the folks that work for you. And I think that quality, that really showing that you care, and I think this is really what comes back with my Christianity, is that I have that, I feel like I have that heart that I can really show you that I do care for you, not just in the workplace, but as an individual. And I think that's how I lead to gaining that trust. And it's really where I want to be. It's not always just about work. It, if you're having, you know, something in life you want to talk about, I want to be there. And we, we can, I can trust you, you can trust me. And, and that's very important to me. Awesome. And, and I think that we lose that sometimes. You said that it's not always just about the work. Uh, and when we are able, I think, to uh, focus on those things that are impacting how we show up at work, it really will help us to do the work even better.
Uh, and so thank you for sharing those insights. Got one more question for you uh, before I hand it off to my co-host, Lango Bean. Let's say I'm, I am uh, younger, new in my uh, career, and I have aspirations to uh, move into management at some point. Uh, so I'm going to be leading other people. What would you say I need to think about doing early in my career to help me be ready for making that move? I really think you should find someone that you can connect with that is at that level that you want to be at. Look to them as a mentor. Try and pull, squeeze everything you can out of them. Um, not everything will fit you. That comes back to that open-minded. But what they can share, what they can give you, hold on to, listen, and, and run with it. And if there's any managerial uh, courses, curriculum that they can guide you toward, you know, kind of lean in take advantage of what they're offering, take advantage of those courses. And it goes back to don't have that fear because um, you can be successful. But you know, there's always somebody that's willing to help you. And then if you can find that right person, you know, hold on and, and, and enjoy that time. And so and I know I said I was that was my last question, but uh, so this is part two of my last question. Um, uh, when when you talked about that 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 gentleman who became your mentor, were you looking for him or did he seek you out? How how is it that those relationships get started? I would say I eventually was seeking him out, and that was because I was looking for a new role. I was trying to grow myself. And I think immediately when he saw that I was looking to grow and not concerned about the financials at the time, just wanting to grow, he flashed on to me as well. Uh, and we made a good partnership. Um, and he shared anything, all the knowledge that he had that he could share with me. And I, I just sucked it up like a sponge showed that I was very interested. Um, but I, I've been part of both, though. I've been also in, in my role now where some employees have reached out to me at, for a mentorship, and I provide it. But I've also um, seeked out employees who I could tell want to grow, just don't know how to ask or what to do next. Um, so I think it works both ways. Um, you can have someone seek you out and, and you can definitely have management who is looking to seek out those employees who are just not knowing how to how to get to that right person. Again, I, I really appreciate that insight, but there's something I think that uh, I often talk about <clears throat> headlines uh, that I that I take away as our guests are speaking. And you said something that I don't think that again, we we really do. Uh, pay as much attention to sometimes as we should. You said that the mentor relationship is a partnership. It is not all, uh, my, my interpretation of what you said, uh, it's not me uh, just taking from the mentor 
but I am also uh, in in some regard uh, being a benefit to him or her as well. And and, and again, not not in the means of of helping them make a name for themselves, but uh, in the process of me actually receiving and implementing uh, the wisdom uh, that they are imparting, I am showing up and meeting them as well as they are showing up to impart to me. So I think that that is rich, uh, that we we have to think of it as a two-way partnership when we are uh, endeavoring to engage in that mentor relationship. Yes, agree totally. Definitely a partnership. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't work if it's not, if you're both not giving equally. Love that. And and I'm also loving the opportunity to hear more. Uh, so I'm going to uh, pass it over to Lang Dean, uh, our co-host, uh, and she's going to take us into the next segment. How you doing, Lango? Hey, well, thank you, Dr. Vaughn. How about you? I'm doing great. You're listening to High Tech Sunday. Featuring Dr. Mark Vaughn, Lango Dean, and our special guest, 2021 Bayes STEM Conference, Dr. John Slaughter, Legacy Award winner, Information Systems Director of the CIO Office for General Dynamics Information Technology, Oli Burton. Registration for the 2021 Women of Color STEM Conference is now open. Stay tuned for a message from our sponsor. Running from October 7th through the 9th, 2021, don't miss out on the upcoming Women of Color STEM Conference. Since 1995, the Women of Color STEM Conference has been the premier forum of choice for recognizing the significant contributions by women in STEM fields. General registration opens on April 30th, 2021. Don't miss out on the opportunity to meet and learn from executives who are committed to the advancement of women in the workplace. Again, general registration opens on April 30th, 2021. We hope to see you there. please visit www.womenofcolor.net for more information. Again, registration for the 2021 Women of Color STEM Conference is now open. So visit www.womenofcolor.net for more information. Now, Back to the show. Wonderful. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Mr. Oli Burton. Um, as I listened to your conversation, the conversation between you and Dr. Vaughn, I kind of zeroed in on a couple of things you said. And uh, one of them was the IT commercials uh, by t- trade schools that are on television. And they're still on television, those um advertisements. And um, as you mentioned, in the new world, they're now part of what we call blue-collar STEM. And that's just a term for getting training um, for any in anything that 
requires technical skills, problem solving, or specialized training. So you, you've been in the IT world now for many years. You, you're at an executive level. What skills should a young high schooler, many of them are not thinking of going to college or two-year college or whatever have you, what skills should a young high schooler focus on right now? Because they have to do something. School is over. High school is over. You have to do something. So what skills should they focus on? What skills should they aim to strengthen if they want to pursue a career, any career, and particularly a career in IT? Thank you, um, Lingo, for the question. But I, I, I really think you know, if I look at it from an IT um, perspective, there's so many um, disciplines within within IT. And, and if you're young, kind of dabble your hands into quite a few of them. Don't just um, stay with one. You've got hardware, you've got software, um, applications, cyber um, networks. So I think, you, you know, kind of find where your niche is. Um, don't don't um, pigeonhole your, yourself, especially at, at such a young age. But I think no matter what the career is and, and what's missed a lot um, in, in today's uh, younger society is the soft skills. Um, you, you've got to be able to communicate um, and, and not so much with the texting and some of the other um, aspects that um, we can do now. You, you want to keep that because that is good in the workplace, but soft skills, being able to speak to someone, being able to hear someone, um, being able to um, listen and being able to just communicate um, uh, face to face and you know, in this day and age um, virtually, but the soft skills I think are going to play in it also will play a very important um, factor in, in, in how you succeed and, and, um, industry. That's wonderful because um, a lot of young people, uh, to use it, to borrow a term that you use, a lot of young people now have gotten to touch a lot of technology points from, you know, from the day they were born to, you know, to 18, 19. Um, but it's those skills that you talk about, uh, the listening, the discipline, and discipline is, is about being focused, uh, being in a team, um, knowing how to work in a team is all of those things that you need um, at the beginning of your career and right through your career. A lot of people don't know what general dynamics information technology is all about. So tell us a little bit about your company and about the programs that GDIT has or GD has for young people that helps set them up for success in IT or, or STEM. And uh, also tell us about how folks can get involved. Sure. Um, we are definitely an information technology company that we have work with government contracts. So we're in the, um, the federal space, both defense and civilian contracts. We are Intel. We do a, a lot of software development. We do um, internal support, such as service desk, help desk contact center type work. Um, but we work with a, a lot of um, good technology, um, mission systems, um, you can airplanes, um, rockets, uh, ships, uh, 
work with the shipyard companies. So there's a lot of interesting technology that is, is really, I want to say really dynamic. Um, there's not one thing that you cannot do from an IT standpoint within um, general dynamics. And I think a good start, especially for um, the, um, our college students, we have a, a very robust intern system. Um, we actually have brought on our, our summer interns um, just earlier this month. And we're always looking for that next intern. We're looking to hire the interns um, upon graduation. Uh, it, it is a company that is very interested in a younger um, workforce. So plenty of opportunities within GDIT and within the General Dynamics family as a whole. That's wonderful. So I know General Dynamics and General Dynamics IT work a lot with HBCUs, um, HSIs, and other minority institutions. Um, do they also work with community colleges and trade schools? Absolutely, and it's a great question. I um, am actually speaking to one of our community colleges um, July 20th, and it's actually speaking to the, the teachers who are now going through a curriculum um, from an IT hardware um, standpoint, they're looking at the first certification of a, a A plus certification that they can bring back to their students and try and help them um, progress into an IT career. So we're definitely working with um, the community colleges and some of the trade schools. That's wonderful. Now, going a little way back now to, to your career in, in, the, in the military and you talked about working, you know, functioning as, as, as a kind of drill sergeant. So I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine a drill sergeant needing a mentor. You see, you're such a disciplined person, but have you, have you ever had a mentor? Uh, yes, I, I have. Um, that is the mentor that I had when um, I was probably two years into my IT career. And he is a, a gentleman that really helped um, helped kickstart my, my career and took it to the next level with NIT. And even today, um, I believe I have a, an absolutely great um, manager and I, I use him, or I use is not the right word, but he um, is also a, a mentor to me. I, I feel like I can learn every day um, from somebody. So I, I really um, look at mentoring a, a, as a plus. And as a, as a TI, um, as, as a drill sergeant, he even had mentors there um, from from the older um, drill sergeants. Uh, could uh, latch on to them. I'll latch on to anyone that I can learn something from. That's wonderful. You know, I, I was talking to a young person today, and a lot of young people talk about maybe they don't say it in in, in so many words, but support having a support network is always so important. So how have your mentors helped you? I know you had that support right at the beginning with the family growing up in a military family. And when, you know, for your college, I think didn't work out, you had that support to, you know, take a different path into the military. So how have your mentors helped you along your career path? Sure, um, it, it has been a good support team um, along with the mentors, along with, um, uh, family. Uh, 
I've always stayed close and, and have bounced things off of um, family, but within the within the work environment, you know, I'm, when I got ready to choose the management track, for one, I was able to um, reach back to my mentor and see is this the is this get his feel if it was the right track for me? Am I taking the right um, course load? Am I getting the, the right check marks. So I, I think even from a, a management standpoint, it's been really helpful. And and even if I stepped the wrong way, I had a some that particular person there to tell me, Holy, you know, you, you need to do this a little different. This is how you're gonna really get to where you want to. I think that's great. Um young people text a lot, you know, <laughs> On average, it's in about like 500 texts out a day. I'm exaggerating a bit here, but um, in a way, some of that 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 texting and that having that kind of relationship, sometimes distant, remote, but you know, it's a way that you could seek out mentoring. And so, what can they gain from a mentor? What can young people gain from a mentor? I know you've kind of touched on this before, but if you could just elaborate a little again for us yeah I, I think you can you can gain guidance you can gain support you can gain someone who to really bounce ideas off someone who um, is willing to sit and listen that can also offer you ideas uh, and I mean even if it is texting or using any of the um, technology points today Facebook um, Instagram I, I I think there are still ways that you can use those tools um, to talk to your mentors. But I, I think at the end of the day, they can really help you and you don't be scared to talk to your mentor or, or, or someone that can kind of just guide you. Yeah, yeah. Don't be scared to talk. What has been the best ever advice, best ever advice you've ever received from a mentor? Uh, not to give up, to stay focused. Um, there's been plenty of times, you know, we, we all kind of reach a wall. You feel like you want to throw your hands up and, and maybe go in a different direction. I start off saying I've had a lot of, um, a number of challenges, probably, you know, not more than, than everybody, but I've had some doors closed. Uh, leaving the military was very difficult. For me, I found myself in a in a, a real funk because it wasn't something that I was prepared for, um, and, and that's where I really had to lean on prayer, um, lean on God, and um, I even had mentors in my church that really kind of prayed for me, um, told me not to give up, and, and that next opportunity would come. Um, so I, I think whether it's personal or in the workplace, um, the best thing I, best advice I've had is, is, is not to give up. And that's really the best advice I can give anyone else too. It's, you know, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dream. Thank you so much. Don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your dream. Thank you again, Mr. Burton. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Over to you. Thanks a lot, Lango. And uh, again, really important conversation as we're thinking about 
how to help position uh, upcoming uh, generations as well as those who are uh, already, so to speak, uh, in the field and wanting to be successful. As we uh, start to wind down our conversation, wanted to, uh, we sometimes get go a little light uh, near the end. So before we ask you to uh, share with folks how they can uh, connect with you, if you're on social media, that kind of thing, uh, I, I jokingly mentioned that as we uh, talked about you being a drill sergeant a little while ago, uh, the images that kind of came to mind. But if you think about uh, military uh, uh, people, either uh, present or historically, uh, both real or uh, in uh, cinema, uh, is there one that stands out to you uh, as uh, somebody that you either uh, kind of see yourself in uh, or would, wouldn't mind being like uh, uh, or kind of inspires you, uh, again, somebody either real or, uh, or from the movies. And, and this might be cliche, but I, I, I mentioned that my, um, my father was in the military and he was enlisted and he got to the highest rank of enlisted before he, um, Retired. He also um, received his bachelor's and master's and doctorate, um, both post-military. So I, I really kind of look look up to him as that that military person. Wore really uniform, really good. Um, became a pastor. So I really kind of fashioned myself looking at him. If I had to go to the cinema and <laughs> Um, hat on that drill instructor hat. Um, <laughs> minus the the language, it was a uh, bright blue gosset and then full metal jacket at, at the time. And, uh, I had to do a lot of changing in my life um, <laughs> from being a military instructor to going into industry and realizing that that was not going to work. I gotcha. And I'm telling you, there, there are a lot of folks uh, who probably uh, didn't come uh, the drill sergeant path who uh, could still learn that um, <laughs> uh, as they are as they are working their way uh, into the uh, industry setting. Uh, what a great tribute to your father. Uh, you know, we we celebrate Father's Day in June. And and so I'm, I'm uh, hoping that he knows uh, how, how you are inspired by him uh, if he doesn't uh, he will once he hears this broadcast so that was that was really really great to hear uh, so if people wanted to uh, uh, stay in touch with you uh, are, are there social media handles that you have that they can use to follow you um, I have my um, LinkedIn account I don't um, hit the social media as much as, as a few others but my email I'm definitely available. I do respond. I do check email. Um, it is OV, as in Victor, the number two, B-U-R-T at gmail.com and Oli.Burton at G-D-I-T.com. And, and I do respond. But very much awesome. like to hear from, from everyone. 
That's very cool and generous of you. Uh, so LinkedIn, I'm telling you, I got to get the hang of LinkedIn. Believe it or not, my my kids are 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 there. I I checked, uh, and this is a shame to admit, but uh, I think I have 800 messages. Uh, don't don't cancel me off for the show, Ray. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're talking about high tech, and and that's just pitiful. Uh, but but LinkedIn uh, is a great resource for networking. I understand. Um, and and uh, I think it is really great that, that you look forward to um, having people reach out to you. Give us some closing thoughts. Some, some, what words would you leave us with? Uh, you, you've talked about how your father is an inspiration. Well, you are as well. So uh, what, what inspiration would you leave the audience with uh, before we close? Thanks, Dr. Vaughn. As I think about it, um, and I, I may have said it uh, too many times, but it, it, it holds true, at least in my life. We're all going to be faced with challenges, obstacles, barriers. And, and if we keep that spirituality, we, we know, you know, through those times, we're, we're going to make it through. Um, and, and by me and I mean, keep your faith, stay open minded and, and don't be too fear, fearful to um take on those challenges, move those barriers out of your way. Um, there's always a door open for all of us. And I, I just would say, invite yourself in that door um, and you will be all right. You will be all right. Great message. Mr. Oli Burton, it's been a pleasure. And on behalf of all of us at High Tech Sunday, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We learned a lot and uh, we are absolutely grateful uh, that we have the opportunity to do so. You take care. Thank you. Thank you very much. Back to you, Brandon, to see us out. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of High Tech Sunday. Career Communications Group's High Tech Sunday looks at professional development and technology through the lens of spiritual philosophies. In a time when digital information is more critical than ever, this weekly program is produced by and for CCG's community of alumni and professionals in science, technology, engineering, and math fields. The community runs from national thought leaders to aspiring students, and this weekly series aims to bring a concentrated discussion around technological advancements and achievements based on universal moral principles. The one-hour podcast will be streamed every Sunday. The podcast can be accessed through the Bay of Facebook page, Women of Color Facebook page, and CCG YouTube page, in addition to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Please join us next time. Nominations for the 2022 Bay of STEM Conference are now open. Do you have someone in your organization who goes above and beyond? Nominate them for a 2022 Bay of STEM Conference Award. Please visit www.ccgheroes.com for more details on our nomination process. 
all peer-reviewed nominations are due on August 31st, 2021. All Outstanding Achievement Award nominations are due on October 1st, 2021. Again, please visit www.ccgheroes.com for more details on our nomination process.